and we found a place and we got it and then it just started rolling and then it just happened and look I was excited because I I just want to help people right that's my biggest passion so it doesn't matter to me if it's in a gym or you know on a boat or whatever like awesome so yeah it's like I said still a bit surreal like but it's it's coming together really well Hey guys, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. This is week 40. Before we get stuck into today's episode, I'd like to thank all you guys for listening, for sending questions, for all of the feedback we've had. It's been um, it's been pretty cool to, to have some really nice messages about you guys getting a lot out of what we're talking about. Uh, if you are enjoying it, please share, subscribe, give us a plug. Um, please leave a review if you are if you are loving what we're putting out. Today I sat down with Jess Curl, better known as Better Health with Jess. Jess was born in the USA. She moved to Australia about six years ago. Uh, she is heavily into her health, fitness, and basically just general improvement. Uh, she's a really, really cool person to chat to in terms of finding the little things we can be doing day in, day out to create, I guess, happier, healthier humans and to help as many people as we can, which is, as coaches, it's what what we do and why we do it. Um, Jess talked about all the setbacks she's been through and how it's kind of led to, even though it's been some hard times, it's led to some brighter, happier places. and, And yeah, that was a really, really important takeaway from the podcast. Enjoy. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Jess, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming all the way down from Collingwood. You're welcome. It's a good drive. It's not the worst way, the worst drive in the world. What did you listen to on the way down? Podcast? Uh, I did listen to um, the Model Health Show podcast. Awesome. And it was all about Dirty Jeans, this new book coming out by Ben cool. Lynch. What, so good. What did you learn? Uh, I learned uh, just a bit more in depth about like how genes are not the be-all, end-all. So like genetics, love the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. That's really cool. That's a really, really, really good analogy. First question for you. Yeah. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Ooh, uh, my alarm. (laughs) Um, I just want to get up and basically like change as many lives as I can. One of my 2018 goals was to change 300 people's lives. I don't know why I picked it. That's just kind of what came to my head. But um, yeah, basically wake up every day. Um, I have a cold shower and then I meditate and I kind of keep that in mind. Um, You know, because getting up at 4.30 is pretty early. Yeah. It's easy to be tired, a little bit crabby, but... um, (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think of the cold shower as being like the hardest part of my day. Like if you can handle the two minute cold shower, everything else is a breeze. Yeah. Um, So yeah, and then when I do my little meditation, I'm just like, all right, how can I, how can I make a smile on someone's face or educate them some way or just make their day better? Awesome. Whatever, something like that, yeah. How long have you been doing the cold showers for? Uh, intermittently, on and off. So yeah. we actually have a cold tub at our house um, that, like, plunges, like, through the cold water, but takes a while to cool down, and I'm not going to wake up at three to turn it on. <laughs> um, where I do turn it on for my partner when I leave, and he gets in for about five minutes. It's, like, five degrees. 
pretty cold. That's but, nippy. Um, That's really nippy. Yeah, it's it's sweet. Um, but uh, I'm doing it now for, like for the last two weeks um, every day. I was like, okay, cool. I added in, but awesome. It's easier in the summer. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly is, and I've been doing it for the last maybe two months, and it's awesome. Um, but but I'm a little bit different because I don't shower in the morning. So I shower when I go to, before I go to bed yeah. and then straight in. So I'll try and sneak in like a shower during the day just to like yeah, keep, yeah, yeah. keep me out, like out of a funk if I'm a little bit tired or sleepy. Well, I've definitely not a morning shower either, but I was yeah. like, oh, I need to like get something like, like my blood pumping a little yeah. bit. So, um, and it's easier. We have an infrared sauna at home as well. So awesome. usually you get you get the sauna and then you hop in and you're like, oh, it's not so looking bad. looking for roommates? I think I need <laughs> Would you have a spare bedroom? You can hear me <laughs> Awesome. Done. I mean... <laughs> What's having cold showers taught you about yourself and about the day? And what was the main reason you actually decided to do it in the first place? Well, I've done a lot of um, like research with Rhonda Patrick. Not with her, but like... She's awesome. You know, looking at her stuff and yeah. talking about the dopamine and the thermogenic effect and the norepinephrine and all that stuff, which is awesome. Um, and just all the research around it and yeah. the resilience you get with it and just... You know, it sucks. Like, it sucks initially. and People hate it. But um, like I said, from that is... You know, if you get in like the two minutes, I put like I use my toothbrush as a timer because yeah, it's like two minutes. So I get cool. in that like brush teeth. I'm like, oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> like whatever. That's a good coping mechanism, though. Yeah, well, it takes your mind off it a yeah. little bit. Um, and then, yeah, look, it just like I said, kind of just kind of gets me that extra spring in my step for the day, and I just feel like everything else is downhill in a good way, not downhill in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like that if you hit the hardest thing for the day at the start of the day, then. You know, no matter what right. crap life throws at you, you're going to be sure. okay. That's cool. And then, so you roll from your cold shower into meditation. Yeah, so I use the app Calm. I have to do guided. Um, I'm on a 23-day streak because I started at the beginning of the year. Awesome. So that's cool. Um, they're about 10, 15 minutes. I actually use a, a thing called a heart math. It's like a measures your HRV, your coherence, like how, how good your breathing rate is and things like that. So you plug that in and I use a human charger. So I'm a total nerd when it comes to biohacking gear. That's human, cool. Do you have you heard of the human, human charger? I haven't. Talk me through it. So it's the idea that um, it's like a little machine and it's 12 minutes long and you put it in your ears and it like reflects a certain wavelength of light that would simulate sunshine. So obviously at 4, 30, 5 o'clock, there's no sunshine mm-hmm. going on. So it actually just like wakes everything up so it would be as if you were sitting in front of the sun in the morning okay. so I put that in I put on my little HRV monitor and then I do my little meditation and yeah I just try and breathe through my mantras kind of do all that stuff and then yeah and then I make my tea and turn on the cold bath for my partner and then I'm out the door out the door straight to work yeah I'm only a five minute walk so yeah that's cool that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a, it's convenient it yeah. makes it much easier to get out and go yeah. And it makes it a little bit easier to get up a little bit earlier to do all that exercise. Yeah, definitely. Like, we, um, it's harder. Like, when I started getting up early, I was like, oh, I was like, this kind of sucks. But then you just build a routine and it gets easier and you push through a little bit. And not being on coffee has been interesting because I'm like, I love coffee. So it's a, it's like a, I miss it every day. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, Common Folk Coffee, for uh, all that they do for us. I heard it's delicious, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so not having the coffee, I've been having like dandelion tea, which is like, usually a good replacement that sounds horrible well it's dark and rich and yeah. kind of bold like coffee okay. so I basically what I did is made a huge thing in the sunshine obviously like I don't know getting all the good the easy water and stuff like that and then um, yeah like I just think it's more habitual for me than anything um, so yeah just cool. bring good habits yeah I like that what what do you so you've obviously talked to me about what you do for work but for everyone that's listening what's your I guess passion 
yeah. when it comes to work? Uh, like my biggest passion. So I just think everyone deserves to feel better and good and great, you know? Um, and we get so used to feeling like shit that it becomes a norm and people don't understand how terrible they really feel. And that's not okay, you know? And you get these excuses where they say I'm getting older or I have kids or any, yeah. like shit don't happens. Life happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, um, you know, like I see so many people come to me and have, been told by the doctor, like, you're just aging, you know, you're losing your memory because of this, or Deal you're going away because of that. Yeah, yeah, and they don't give them, like, any any hope or any help at all yeah. to, you know, like, feeling any better. And it's it's very, very frustrating. I'm not saying all doctors are bad or anything, but we just accept that this is how it's supposed to be mm. when we're learning that it's not. So, yeah, so, um, like, my background's in functional diagnostic nutrition, which is just basically trying to help people through... Uh, food and supplements and lifestyle management and um, you know looking at what we can change through their like their lifestyle habits that will help them feel better and have long-lasting changes and give them longevity and make them feel good so and because I just hate saying I'm just a personal trainer it's such a skewed <laughs> it, it, it is terminology I guess it's one of the hard ones because I <clears throat> had a couple of years there where I didn't want to be called a personal trainer and yeah now I'm kind of like, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. They're yeah. all just titles. What we, personal trainers' goal is to get the best value for their client and, and to help them as much as possible. So I guess yeah. it's it's one of those words that's some people look down on, some people look up to. It, I don't it's know, probably just us looking down on it because we know the industry. We know the difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, so then I'm also strength and conditioning certified. So awesome. I just think the more tools you can have in your toolbox, the better, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on the person what tools you're going to use like, oh for sure so that- I get clients who just need some training or want to go like head first into stool testing and bloods and that's cool too yeah. or maybe just want some nutritional guidance or you know it's my job to give them the tools that they need and want you know and that's the cool. education like I think empathy and education will take you further in life than anything else so you know like sometimes you sit down people and they just like don't get it or you know they just don't empathize with you and they don't have compassion and that that sucks and so yeah, you have to have some of that definitely when you're a personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What what tools do you use from your toolbox that most help you get the best out of your clients? Because obviously you you have a wide range of people that all come from different spots, all wanting different things. Yeah, um, enthusiasm. Yeah, so cool. I always try to comment and be like a bit of a little ray of sunshine, cool. um, and I try and drop like little education bombs, like just sneakily, right? You don't wanna, like hone in and like. Like yeah, you don't give too much. much. Yeah, but to be like, like I always use myself as a guinea pig. Like if I'm gonna do something, or if I create a protocol, or if I someone asks me about something, like I'm generally like pretty brutally honest. Like I'll be like, oh, I don't know, or I'll try it on myself and then be like, look, this is what worked for me. Yeah, I've tried this with clients; it's worked for them. Or like, and it's always like you said, like so bio individuals. What works for me might not work for you. Yeah, I think that's where we go wrong. Everyone tries to group people into. Yeah, exactly. We've got these. All right, you're either this, this, or this. Mm. Well, no, there's a thousand different variables oh, of that, and that's yeah. what that's what I think that's what I've learned. The more people I've coached and and, yeah. and trained and talked to, like some people need to be smashed every day to get a little bit of an adaptation, but some people need to train twice a week and need a rest. Like some, yeah, some people, sure. you know, are going to get more out of sitting there and doing breathing corrections than they are mm. chucking a barbell on their back, and that's we're able to learn those things as coaches, as personal trainers, as strength conditioning coaches, whatever whatever yeah. we call ourselves, if we can understand all of those things a little bit by little bit, then we're going to yeah. give what's best. 100%. And yeah. I think the thing is as well, like, what works for you now might not work for you in a month. 
or yeah. or you know like it's all about stress at the which is day. incredibly frustrating <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like just yeah. tell me what works well actually we don't really know yeah. so mm. and it's just you know do the best like my, one of the favorite i guess ways to look at it is just do the best with what you have oh for sure right now where you're at and yeah. if it's not working try something different exactly like you just it's trial and error the whole time like food like people come in and they're like oh keto or paleo or this or like you know and like and i was vegan for a while i was very preachy vegan so i've been there you're I'm one of those then. ones i was one of those <laughs> ones not anymore okay. like very um other direction like eating awful every day but um yeah, like, it's so easy to just go down and be like, this is the best. Because you yeah. just, you get passionate, and I understand, yeah. like, when I was there, I was like, my kids will be vegan, I'll be vegan <laughs> you know, and then, like, my health was, like, kind of going downhill, and I was like, oh. Maybe this isn't the best one, yeah. but, but you were able to kind of check yourself. Eventually. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you probably, that, that bias that you had, probably banging your head against the wall for a couple of weeks there, yeah. but you were able to actually get out of it and realize, well, maybe that wasn't the best for me. Luckily. Yes. Luckily. Yes. And there, um, but there's some people that the vegan diet maybe is the best option for. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Like it, things can be done very poorly or, you know, you can, you can have an organic gluten-free vegan chocolate caramel brownie. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean it's good for you. Or you can have some Macca's chips. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like, <laughs> or like what they say, like the chicken nuggets is like 3% chicken. Right. So. Okay. That's 97% vegan. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like there's good and bad ways to do every everything especially the diet yeah so yeah <laughs> have you always wanted to be in this field and be helping people like you are yeah so my degree um back home is actually in teaching awesome so i was gonna be a gym teacher um partially because i didn't know what i wanted to do uh and soccer was paying for my school and stuff like that yeah. um and i was you know 18 and it seemed like an easy thing to do, which sounds really bad, but I love people. I've always loved people, and I'm really passionate about helping people. So, you know, teaching and personal training, they're essentially they're very similar. the same, same thing, thing, right? Yeah. So, um, and I loved it. Uh, I did it for a year back home in the States, but it's just too much structure, and it's too, like, you know, when you work with, like, kids, you get kindergartners for 30 minutes twice a week, and they're just like... That's not enough. Yeah. And, and you've got a group of 20 or 30 to deal with. Oh, and it's just like... It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, but it's um, it's very rewarding, but it's it's a tough industry. Like, I was at a very low, like, socioeconomic school, yeah. and that was like, you know, the parents I would see, like, you'd see a parent, and they'd, they'd be an asshole, and their kid would be an asshole. I'd be like, well... Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> it it's yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's back to what you are talking about with genes before, like, obviously, lifestyle... Oh, nurturing. And your environment is so, 100%. so important. Yeah. My, my partner's a teacher, and she comes home some days and hears some of the stories, and it's just, like, far out. Like, I don't envy you guys some days, but at the same time, I guess they're doing it because they love of helping. Of course, and that's, yeah. Super rewarding, but very, very taxing on the heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereabouts is home? Whereabouts uh, so in the I'm US? from Bismarck, North Dakota. Awesome. Which is, like, a 70,000 person town very blue collar uh, caucasian catholic uh close-minded style right awesome. so like the morning to potential uh yeah you <laughs> know what actually kind of kind of but people are just as friendly like i know it's like when you go for a walk and people say hi they don't do that in the city down in Fitzroy. people look at you like you're crazy <laughs> if you do that but um yeah look i like loved where i grew up it's very safe you didn't lock our doors or our car awesome. um or anything like that but also kind of secluded i guess in terms of when i came to melbourne i was like oh my god there's so much like difference in culture and you know i think that's why i love melbourne is because it's just so different what brought you over uh, so I played high level soccer. Um, I did six years of university back home, and then awesome. I yeah came out and I played. Actually played with Cranbourne. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, for a few for about two seasons, and then I moved to South Melbourne for a few seasons, and then I did um, a year at Victory, and 
yeah, like I really love soccer, but the soccer here um, at the time was just a bit like, I was a bit older than most of the girls and I was just like sore all the time and they were all kind of like 18 and running around like yeah. loving it and which is cool. But I think I just kind of like moved past that stage in my life. Like I was, you know, I was never going to be like national level or anything. And I was like kind of done chasing the dream. Yeah. Um, and I had some knee issues, so I was like, is it worth kind of continuing on and causing more damage than it should be? Like, yeah. what's another, a new life motto that I have is like, um, be coached by your 80-year-old self. <sighs> yeah, so what I'm would your 80-year-old <laughs> Yeah, run it down, it's good. Because it's like, whoa, what would your 80-year-old self want you to do right yeah. now? So, um, so, yeah, so from there, then I basically uh, took up Strongman, which was great. And that was a whole new different that's, thing. That's an interesting transition from... Uh <laughs> to, to soccer from soccer to strongman it's a yeah well I couldn't run anymore so yeah. I couldn't run and I was like really really because I've been I did basketball volleyball track so soccer, you've done everything did everything my whole life right yeah. and then um, like couldn't play soccer anymore and I was really missing the competition and where I was working at the time um, they were big into strongman training um, and so I started doing Atlas and yoke carries and farmer carries awesome. and all these cool things I've never done. And, and I was like pretty good at them. Like I've got a pretty, I want to brag, but I'm pretty like, I'm pretty tough. So, um, Massive head wobble going on. Right? Yeah. No, but I just really enjoyed it. I was like, this is cool. Awesome. I feel like a badass, like strong man. Like that just yeah. sounds awesome. It is you cool. Know? And it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. It's like a lot, a lot the mountain does it. Like <laughs> amazing. So... Um, I took that up and um, my mentor at the time was like, let's just put you in a competition to go. I was like, okay. So I went and I actually got second, um, which was out of, I think, like three or four girls or something. But I, and I had to not do one of the one of the um, heats because of I couldn't do the deal because of my back at the time. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But I qualified for the Arnolds. And they're like, awesome. cool, you can go in. If you win, you go to South America like or South Africa or whatever. I was like, yes. I was like, I'm definitely going to win. Um, so that was meant to be in April, 2016, uh, January that year, I ruptured my Achilles doing box jumps, uh, <laughs> during a training session. Good for me. Yeah. Like never going to do them again, but, um, well, we could do them, <laughs> but properly. Yeah. yeah no, I, I actually, I've done a few now. You just step can down. I, can, I te- can I teach you to land? You should probably. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, I got long legs. It's real awkward. I'm all, I'm all legs. Um, so yeah, so then I had surgery, um, and four weeks after surgery, basically, uh, I went to the physio and he told me I'm all good to walk in my boot, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I went home that day, pretty much walked into the house. I heard a large pop again, and I just kind of knew what had happened. I sat yeah. down, I took off my boot, and I was like, fuck. Uh, so I called my partner, he rushed me to the, um, the ultrasound, and the lady was like, She's like, you can't do it. You can't do a new boot. Like, it's safe. And I was like, oh, I was like, shut oh. up, lady. I melted. I was like, oh my God. So then um, she did the scan, and I had a seven, seven, seven centimeter gap between my Achilles, um, severed Achilles, I should say. Which so, is uh, quite a big gap, if you think about it. Yeah, the surgeon said it was the biggest he's seen. Mm. So um, so then I had to go to like a specialty sur- like surgeon. Uh, yeah. And he wore a bow tie. He was real noxious and rude. And he was like, at the first meeting, he's like, you'll never compete. You'll never run. You'll never do this. And I was just like... Oh. Thanks, thanks for the uh, yeah, yeah, positive yeah. Pep, pep talk. So I was pretty emotionally distraught, um, but had surgery. Um, so an FHL repair where they take the tendon from your big toe, drill a hole through your heel, graft across your Achilles. Um, he said it was like seven into three parts. He said they had two surgeons, three hours long, like holding me up. Like That's huge. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Um... So I was in this hospital for about a week. But anyways, 
Uh, I was on bed rest for about seven, eight months-ish, where I luckily finally just, like, unwound. Like I was saying to you before, like, I was so excited to be injured because I was like, I can read, I was like, I can study, I can do all those (laughs) things. Um, And then my partner was like, you need to just, like, watch TV, like, right now. Like, I was like, I don't don't want a TV. He's like, you need to stay in line. So he pretty much babysat me for the next eight months, which was lovely. But, um, yeah, so I finally kind of chilled out and... What I realized was like where I was working and trying to teach people about balance and wellness and doing all the right things, like yeah. I had none. You were of. doing the opposite. Yeah. Well, it's hard and it's so hard to see when you're in that bubble yeah. and I'm like, I just want to help people. I'm like, this is my job, you know, and you just you get so used to kinda of like go, 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 go. Yeah. And so then it's you really hard to say no. If someone <clears throat> someone wants and I was having that conversation this morning, like it's, Thursday morning's meant to be my sleep in, right? I'm meant to get into yeah. work a little later about nine thirty and I've had two Two or three people asked me, I think we had two ask me if they could do seven and eight this week. And I said yes. But I'm aware enough to go, I shouldn't have said yes, but I'll find <laughs> that time somewhere else. So I've yeah, moved, those, yeah, yeah. moved those couple of hours to another day. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. So, yeah, which I wouldn't have done six months ago. I wouldn't yeah, have done 12 yeah. months ago. But that, like, I use the analogy of filling a cup. Right? It's, really, it's, a, it's a really simple one. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you can't, Fill your cup. You can't pour it out to help anyone else. And it's hard. Like it's really hard to do, especially when you're like in this industry and so passionate about people. But you just want to go. Yeah. yeah take, take. You know, I'll give you everything I have. Yeah. Um, and it took me. It took me like three, four months to finally go. I don't know if I can go back into this environment. You know, I was working seventy hours. Like my day off. Like I had one day off a week, and I was yeah. like laundry and food prep. You know, like it's not wind down at yeah. all. So it took me, and that was a really hard decision because they were sponsoring me to stay in the country and stuff. And I was like, what do I do? Like, what's yeah, next? Yeah, do the right, right thing for you, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. So in my, like, I think my partner's amazing. He was just like, he's like, we'll work it out. Like, it'll be fine. Like, you know, like, this isn't yeah, right. You know, like, and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, things work out. They're supposed to be like, okay, cool. So, yeah. So then I ended up um, finishing up there. And when I was able to walk and started, like, rehab and hydro and stuff, we, he was just like, have you ever thought about doing this yourself? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, you're so smart. You know, you're so smart. You're so dumb. I was like, oh yeah, like I could probably do this myself. You want to help people? You just got to shift that mindset a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I've never been business minded or anything. So I've never just been like, oh, I can run my own business. Yeah. Like, it sounds insane. Um, so yeah. So then we started a garage, like out of our garage, like uh, it was like three stalls, few racks, awesome. clients. Like I had a lot of clients come back from my old gym. Like, you know, you spilled rapport and people leave and yeah just what it is um which is cool and then yeah and then like i was telling my partner basically was like we should just start a real gym he's like i like what these guys are doing but i don't like that you know taking the best just bits from all the things yeah. yeah and he's like i think we can do it better and awesome. i was like that was okay. basically our business plan it's just like all right what's everyone doing that we like yeah let's use that and let's not steal that as you use that because <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone yeah. everyone does all the same shit but of it's course. just a matter of putting your spin on it and your I guess, personal touch on it to make yeah. it your service. Definitely. And, and then you go, well, that sucks, that sucks, that sucks. Let's not do that. <laughs> and then you start to put together your own philosophy, yeah, right? Yeah, correct. That's really cool. What's yeah. What's the process been like from, I guess, thinking about doing it to actually now being very close to, to opening? Um, yeah, it's still pretty surreal. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's been a good journey, right? Like... Um, it went from having a conversation to finding a space to watching it develop. Like the space we got when we first got it, I hated it. <laughs> I'm very lucky that my partner has um, got a very good eye. 
you know, we tore back the wall, there was brick, like we opened the wind, like it's it's such an amazing space now. Yeah. But I just like couldn't see, I was like, baby, I was like, this sucks, this is <laughs> shit. Like, he's like, look, it's all we can afford, it's on Smith Street, like, you know, whatever. Um, the worst spot to yeah, it's like, it's have great. a cool space. Oh, it's awesome. And it's the only real gym on Smith Street. So it's like, That's cool. there's so many benefits for it. But um, yeah, and so watching it develop and like slowly getting equipment in and things like that, like, I'm, I'm just really frothing to like, how, like, cause people walk by when like the doors are open, like when we're moving stuff, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's a gym!" And like, like yeah, like how cool is it? And, like bring people in, and you know, we've got a ton of like different equipment in there. Like, so we don't have like your normal treadmills. We got like the True Firm Runners. We got like a Jacob Slider. We got rope flexes. Awesome. Skiers. Like we've like one Stairmaster, which is like the normal thing, and then we've got like the Farmer Carry like treadmill, which is so, like I've never even seen this one. But this is amazing. It's so cool. So just like all kinds of cool things, and you know, we don't have mirrors. Like we don't want like we're kind of avoiding things like that. Like we just want like a. Good. The idea was to have like take twenty from a twenty four hour gym. The best part is twenty four hours, so it's gonna be twenty four hours. Cool. And then the best part about like CrossFit is the classes and the culture. Yeah. Not the cold. Um. But so you know we I that's yeah. that was what I was doing anyways. It's like what's the difference between a culture and a cult? I don't know. I just realized like, it's pretty similar. My my answer to that would be, a cult people fl- follow blindly. Whereas a culture, you empower people to be a part of a community that all bring each other up. You'd write that down. That's a very good. That's actually the first time I probably articulated that. So <laughs> that was. Uh, if anyone's listening, good. can you please write it down and text it to me? That'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, so then take and then from like the old place that I worked at, like that's where I learned about gut health and hormones and like all kinds of what true health and wellness is. And so having that service like an option as well. So you know you can come in if you just want to be a twenty-four hour member. Cool, great, you can do that. That's, you know, normal price. You can be a group member if you want nutrition or bloods or stool testing or if you want to go above and beyond, you can. Cool. Yeah, so um, just kind of tailor everyone. And it's like it's like hipster cafe look. So it's like uh, polished wooden floorboards, exposed brick. Like we've got a plant guy coming in to do greenery. Mm-hmm. We have an infrared sauna. Like everything, like our water is like reverse osmosis and structure. <laughs> like, you know, everything is thought back to a T, right? Yeah. Even our front desk is like organic timber made I like... like you know, our system, like our speaker system is like 20 grand, Bose, you know, like massive, like everything's stupid. just, yeah. yeah, like over the top. But, um, which is the way to go when it's your gym. Exactly. It's our base, right? So I just wanted to make a place that was like, um, welcoming and safe and well, like, sounds really safe, but like, um, you know, you can come to and you don't feel like you're being judged or, you know, it's welcoming. Yeah. Like I did a lot of like market research. So I went to like the, the nearby snap and, you know, uh, good life and stuff. And I, it's so clinical and like uptight and it's so regimented. And you don't feel welcome. You no. don't know anyone's name. Like you don't no. have those, that rapport that you build. Correct. That's really cool. You've got a very similar, I guess, outlook to what your facility wants to be. Like that's kind of what we're trying to focus on is just have awesome. a place where people want to be like really, really simple. That's what it's about. Well, it's yeah. like you said before, you're like, you're going to get coffee with the guys and food. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be this like uptight, like, Oh, like you know, yeah. for general population, anyways, like I think it can be well, even some athletes. But you know, I think I work with athletes, and it's like, oh, how do we get from A to B, and that's it. And yeah. it can be more chill and relaxed. But it needs to be more chill because then you know when, like, our physio uses the terms blast and caress, right? You, like you know when you need a blast and, and really work hard and focus in and, yeah, and dial yeah, in yeah. and knock it over, and then you know when you need a caress, when you need to 100%. chill out, fill your cup, you know. Do, well, there's not meditate. enough to fill your cup, is there? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's so cool. that's why we're trying to. Yeah, trying to trying to create. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, so it's called the Better Health Project. The Better Health Project. Awesome. Whereabouts is it? It's Smith on Street? Smith Street in Collingwood. That's super cool. I'll have yeah. to come up for a lift. Yes. Very soon. When are you going to be open? 
Uh, waiting on cancel pending. Hopefully end of February. Awesome. Hopefully. That's exciting. Or sooner. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So you're just kind of like knocking over all the little details at the moment. Yeah, look, it's worked out all right. Like, I don't know if you had this issue when you were working with um, equipment companies, but uh, over-promised, under-delivered with a few things. So luckily, like with not opening, we're still waiting on things to arrive. Yeah. Uh, which, like I said, has been good because we're not open yet. So, um, yeah, like we've got about probably like 75% of stuff in. Still waiting on little bits and pieces. So awesome. it'll be nice to have the rest of that in and then actually open with a proper gym. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's what I I just completely forgot my question. What's, <laughs> what, what, is it just you? Yeah. So my partner, yeah, my partner does like, he's like very handy and stuff. So he'll come in and we'll like drill in the rigs and stuff <laughs> like that. Good. But um, yeah, as a trainer, for now it's just me. Awesome. Eventually we'll probably have to have front desk and... Yeah. You know, probably bring on trainers, but you have to be able to pay people, so... <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. Yeah. That's really cool. Do you... Like, obviously, you get your partner to support, support mm. you, but do you find it hard just kind of... Not, not that you're by yourself, but being... Um, not really, like, to be honest, like... go-to? I take... As, like, a trainer, you mean? Yeah. Well, not really, like... Look, all, like, as lame as it sounds, as you probably find this as well with your gym, but, like, all my clients, like, majority of them are, like, my closest friends in yeah, life 100%. like yeah. um, and it, it's funny because I used to actually get like I guess like in trouble at my old work for that because yeah. I was like oh you're too open to I'm like this is just the way that I am and it's yeah. how I communicate and how I connect with people yeah. and personal training is so freaking personal that you know if you want to connect with someone you have to be able to be on their level and I love that. you know and be open so um, yeah so like like they've been awesome like it, clients come down and help me they help me paint like you know they help us put stuff in yeah. like it's and they're there because they genuinely want to help. Yeah, they're not like, oh, like, can I do some free sessions? You know, no one's, no one's always like, oh my God, like, you know, let, let me buy you lunch, let me do this and that. Like, it's not expected at all, which is amazing. Like, it's the best fit. And that's what you want. Yeah. yeah. The book I'm reading at the moment, one of the things I keep coming back to is meaningful work, meaningful relationships. If you have meaningful work, then like you're doing the things you want to do and you are. Yeah. And if you have meaningful relationships, then you're doing it with the people you want to be doing it with. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I always struggled with that. You don't want to be friends with your clients or you don't want to be friends with you know, your staff or the people you work with. Like, yeah. put, you should be putting people in front of you that you want to spend the rest of your life with, basically. Right? Definitely. And I think, I was listening to this thing the other day and they are talking about how, like, I want the, my closest people to be the healthiest people, right? So if all my clients <laughs> are friends and they're really healthy, like, awesome. We it's can a win. grow to 100 together. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, maybe for 120. Maybe. Yeah. Dave Asprey 180 style. So, <laughs> just kidding. Talk to me. Talk to me about on that note. Talk to me about biohacking and all the things that you've been able to kind of dive into and learn over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm all about what does Ben Greenfield say? Better living through science, right? So that can be using tools, cold baths, yeah. fasting, intermittent fasting, long fasting, um, supplementation, testing, all that stuff. Um, I get really into because I think it's, it's not the be all end all, you know, like even talking about like genetic testing, you yeah. know, um, but it gives you these awesome tools to use to be like, go for it. And then it gives you education around it. Like that I think it empowers you to actually, oh, for sure. like be in charge of the stuff that happens to you. Correct. Like, you know, I'm big on ownership and no matter what happens to you, if you get sick, if you, you know, yeah. if you get injured, whatever, it's your fault. So, so if we can yeah. find those little things to make it less likely to happen and make Correct. us a little bit more efficient or whatever 
then why don't we do it? But so many people just get stuck into the what happens happens kind well, of mindset. Ownership is hard. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, I think. But it's it's hard, but it's the easiest thing in the world when you actually get. But for rolling. people to do like, there's so it's so easy to go. Oh, like I'm tired, or I did this because of that, or the kids were crabby, or. Yeah. It's really easy rabbit hole to get into, but yeah. and I think yeah. people look at people who do have that extreme ownership and they go like, you know, oh everything's easy or everything's perfect. Yeah. But the people who, I guess, practice ownership, I'm sure you do as well. It's just that you're always going to be struggling with stuff, always. and that and that struggle is never going away. But you mm-hmm. you learn to embrace this struggle and actually enjoy it. Lean into it, the dip. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it actually helps you improve. Yeah. Which definitely. is what we're all here for, I think. Yeah, yeah. And to help other people. Well, that's like, so there was all this like drama around genetic testing because people were getting it done and then you plug it into something and it's like, oh my God, you have the gene for cancer and blah, you know, all yeah. these things. Um, and going back to like, they're not the be all end all. Like it's meant to be empowering. It's meant to be information. Like, yeah. okay, if you want to avoid these things, you need to make sure your sleep, nutrition, your movement, your training, your stress, like yeah. everything's unlocked. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't we want to know? I agree hundred percent. But I, I mean, I, I do, I can't understand like people who get anxious about it. I mean, I, I, like, I can wrap my head around it, yeah. but I, like I could. You understand why, but it, yeah, I wonder why they don't move that. Yeah, sense, like, correct. Correct. Yeah. So um yeah so i can see how people get a bit crazy about it but um yeah so like i guess back to biohacking like right like testing is a cool thing to do so like uh, most of my clients do like bloods like because they're easy to do and they're cheap and any gp will usually give you them and they're they yeah. give you a wealth of information again it's only a, like a snapshot yeah but it can like tell you what's happening what's going to happen what's been happening yeah. it's a very good insight you know, and there's like stool testing, like do you have parasites, like what's happening in your gut, what's microbiome, like, yeah. you know, all kinds of different like saliva. There's so many things you can go down um, with that, which is sweet. But then there's like free stuff you can do, like cold showers, yeah. you know. Free, easy stuff. Free, easy, yeah. Cold, fasting, fasting's yeah. very free, you know. It's incredibly free. <laughs> incredibly free. Um, like whether that's like I decided a five-day fast to be in the year. I'm going to do another one on the 5th of Feb. Cool. If anyone wants to join, uh, <laughs> follow my Instagram. No, um, but, um, you know, fasting's great. Even things like infrared saunas, like all those like hermetic responses where you kind of make yourself uncomfortable, but you get comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, when we make ourselves uncomfortable, we, we adapt and we move forward oh, 100%. and we get better. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just such a simple one for me to find those things, but mm. I guess a lot of people don't necessarily have that mindset. What are the what are the simplest? I mean, this is going to be a really long question, but come back to this stuff. <laughs> what are the simplest, most usable bits of information that you've learned? Because I think you can really dive deep into everything and go down the rabbit yeah, hole and yeah, get yeah. lost in the minutiae of detail. But yeah. what are the really really simple ones? So the simple ones are compress your eating window, meaning eat, you know, in a eight hour window. So finish eating early, yep. have your first meal late. Yeah. That doesn't be every day, but that longer fasting has a ton of benefits. Lowers your insulin, lowers your blood sugar, all stuff. Definitely. Uh, walking, daily walking. Funny that. <laughs> Why? Oh, well, if we move more, we feel better. I right? know. I know, but like you know, everyone thinks you have to go. You tell people to go for a walk, and they're like. What? what? Yeah, can I exactly. Smash, can I smash myself in the gym instead? Like, no, go for a walk. Well, you know, walking, like, there's so many benefits behind even doing it, like, around food. Like, in the morning, at lunchtime, get out of sunshine. Like, you guys are down by the ocean. Go to the beach. Yeah, we are. Walk barefoot in the sand. Get yeah. those negative ions. Like, you know, like, help your circadian rhythms. Like, there's so many benefits behind walking. I think it's... 
you know, it's just unreal, but it's like so undermined because people go, oh, it's so easy. Or like, I love a walk. I put a podcast on or an audio book. Yeah. You go out. It's my, it's basically I put my phone on airplane mode. It's my hour of like me time. Yeah. Where I like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, so that, that I think, um, I think culture is good, but like, it's, it's hard to get people to start that. Yeah. It's this, like. <laughs> This podcast won't be out for a few weeks, which is now for the people listening. So sorry for the mind, <laughs> mind fuck a little bit, but like now is the perfect time to start it when it's when it's, when it's warmish. Most most sure. mornings, like yeah. chuck it on because you know you're not going to want to start it in no. middle of July when it's three degrees and and we can't move. Well, and like your your shower is not going to get that cold. No. <laughs> really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you've got this big body of water you're going to start jumping into. Yeah, we started doing that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, awesome. Like seven a.m. swims after the first couple of sessions. It's what temperature is water at? Roughly. Probably 10, 12 degrees at the moment. So it's it's still... It's cold. It's, yeah. If you if you get a brisk morning, it's cold because it's windy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If it's, um, it's, if it's a warm morning, it's not uncomfortable. But it gets easier, right? Like yeah. It's enjoyable. And it's like, who doesn't love laying on the bottom of the ocean for 30 <laughs> seconds at a time? Yeah. Well, I remember when we first had our ice bath, it was like, we used to have it at 10 degrees and then like, we'd go to like, it'd feel warm after a while. You'd be like, yeah. oh, well, this is easy. You can drop it down. Yeah, <laughs> what does it go down to now? Five is the lowest yeah, it goes. that's cool. Yeah. Um, so those three are probably like my big ones. Like, well, and put good food in your body. Like, I think, I take, um, I don't know if you've read Deep Nutrition by Kate Shanahan, but she yeah. talks about like, she has like four pillars, right? So you eat meat on the bone and bone broth fermented foods, raw vegetables, and awful, you know? So I think it doesn't have to be going down that rabbit hole of eating ratios and this and that. Like, if you can't get that you're <laughs> eating food not in a bag first, then we can play the ratios. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think that's a really simple thing that people, like, what about this, what about this? Hey, is this good for me? Should I be eating this? Like, well, just put good shit in your body yeah. and it will pay you back. And then when you start sorting that out on a regular basis, you can go a little bit deeper. Oh, for sure. But I think, like, the biggest thing that I see with clients and my parents and stuff is like no one likes vegetables <laughs> you know yeah. well, I, I love vegetables <laughs> yeah. well, you or you get too stuck with like oh I just like carrots and the broccoli. same stuff yeah yeah and yeah. like I mean I believe in eating trying to eat like seasonal and stuff like yeah. that well, but variety is almost one of the most important things yeah for in sure. terms of what you're eating like definitely you can eat the healthiest food in the world but if you eat every meal of every day for the rest of your life you're not going to be your body, it's like training, right? Your body's going to get sick of it probably. Yeah. So I think like, yeah, I think just like eating whole foods, like cut out all the crap, like cut out processed shit, you know, it like the thing for me, I think, um, like when I started playing around with like lower carb kind of stuff and like eating more, like I wasn't like doing ratios, but like eating like my plate was like 75% veggies, olive oil over top, maybe yeah. some like, you know, I don't know, lamb lamb mince and brain and kidney and all that stuff yeah. like it's really good actually yeah. but me hungry <laughs> but you know like your relationship with food changes you don't feel yeah. like you need to eat every three hours like you you yeah. you don't like live to eat or wait eat to live you don't eat to live you yeah. live to eat yeah that makes sense no, yeah you know what i mean like you just it's, you just <laughs> changes relationship you're not like oh my god i have to eat and like yeah. you just like lose that i remember i used to like when i was eating like five six meals a day thinking about like all right what's my next meal oh my god i can't wait to have that or that yeah. or that you know so and I you're think, a little bit more mindful about what you eat and when you correct. actually eat it and you and it's like i'm one that's terrible for this um so for the people that know me closely will be yelling at me right now but <laughs> i try it i've been like last night, KP, my partner, yelled at me for not enjoying every mouthful. But I've been trying to be a little bit more mindful yeah, of what yeah, I'm yeah. in my body. 
Um, but it's a time thing for me, right? I gotta get back to work. Correct. And stuff. <laughs> no, it is. It is hard. Like you know, like Paul Jack talks about. Like you should basically like like liquefy your food in your mouth mm. before you drink it. Like yeah. I'm really bad at that as well. Like really bad. But yeah. um, you know, but like in terms of like gastric juices and you're preparing your body yeah. and switching on your CNS and all that stuff, you're just like it's crazy important. Definitely, I think it's so so important and exciting that we're starting to drop down a couple of layers in terms of gut health and starting to figure out what actually how important it is to be mindful of it and to understand what's going on it's my favorite topic in the whole world awesome because it's just like so it's becoming now like to the forefront like people are actually recognizing it you know what I mean and everyone's now heard of like oh gluten and stuff (laughs) you know which is good Um, but I just think it's like I think what we put in our body, like it's the building blocks of everything, you know, your tissue, your skin, your cartilage, like your bones, like if you're putting shit in your body, you're going to have shit material. Like it just makes sense, right? Yeah. And your body's going to react to everything you put in it. Like, and it's going to either react positively or negatively. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's kind of black and white, but like being like everything you put in your mouth, either like helps you or hurts you. Yeah. But, like, if it's the, if the hurtful stuff is, like, the 20% and yeah. you're doing it with friends and you're out for a nice meal and you got communion, you're laughing. Yeah. And like, it makes you feel good, then come oh, on. Like, right? But you've got to be mindful around that, right? Like, if you go True. if you go sit down and have a donut with friends and go, oh, fuck, I'm eating a donut. I'm going to feel so shitty. That's the worst that, thing. You're going to get a massive cortisol spike and your body – and you're, you're just going to be, like, you're not going to enjoy the donut, for first of all, but then yeah. your, your body's going to react differently to if you went – Awesome, I'm with friends, I'm going to enjoy this donut and then move on with my life. Like, I always say, I'm like, if you eat a stressful food and it's stressed out about it, it's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Like, your body's like, thanks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, 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 yeah. cool. But it's a simple one. Like, just ask yourself before you eat something or, like, we do it in the gym with training. Like, is this going to make me better? Like The 1% rule. Yeah, exactly. yeah, don't go to the gym if you're not going to eat 1% better. Exactly, exactly. Right. And if you're just training for the sake of training or because you've got a preconceived idea of you need to be training or you need yeah. to be smashing yourself or you need to be lifting heavy and you know like I'm sure Jess and I definitely don't <laughs> abide by that all the time like, no of course not like we miss those days where we or we, we have do. those days where we feel like we should rest but we train because we feel like we should train definitely and vice versa so I think it's it's something that we both struggle with I'm sure you struggle with, like I struggle with it and yeah. you know we're here as coaches and trainers and health professionals and personal trainers mm. Because we want to help everyone around us, even if we can't help ourselves sometimes. Well, and we're like ex-athletes. I think that makes a difference. Like, Definitely. so used to being like, have to do this, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I think because like, so I did a photo shoot like uh, a few months ago now, but yeah. I prepped like, I've never done a photo shoot, I've never done anything physique, but I was like, after my injury and like, I, I just like, felt like a normal person. Like I was hating the gym. I wasn't training for anything. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I get why people hate the gym. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I like, I was like, I need a goal. And like, I was pretty, I did a Dexa scan and I was like 33% body fat. I had a huge breakdown because I was a blob, right? I was sitting for eight months doing nothing. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, oh my, you know, I cried. But if it was one of your clients, right? You wouldn't expect anything different. Like, oh, you'd of expect course them, not. If they're hanging out for eight months, like improving your ruptured Achilles, then that's okay. It, yeah, look, and, but it was hard. It was hard to grow. Like, I was just like, oh my, I was like, I'm yeah. lost it, you know? <laughs> so I, sound, I like hired a physique coach and I like did this training and obviously like you do some extreme things at the end right like which I knew and I understand like okay I'm, I'm like really long calories yeah, but if you want extreme stuff to happen you've got to do extreme stuff exactly so, which I think another thing people don't really understand like one but if you're aware of that and you're okay with it and you make the the action or make the choice to do it then it's okay yes the problem is a lot of people 
find themselves in that position and not really understanding why they're doing it and not understanding the, the extremes they're going to. And but that extreme becomes a norm. True, yeah. true. But, like, even afterwards, though, like, I was finding it was pretty much a, a pretty big head fuck, like, yeah. in terms of, like, being like, all right, I know this has this many calories. I need to get on the bike for this. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, so even though you were aware of it and really educated in the space, you still struggled with it afterwards. For a while, yeah, for, like, probably, like, a good, like, two months because, like, I was, like... And I never, I hate the scales. Like, I could never weigh myself up for this coach. I had to weigh it every week. So I kind of like got into it. But like my last sheet was on a Friday. I weighed 57 kilos, which was like less than I ever weighed when I played soccer. Like tiny. Yeah. And then by the end of the weekend, like Sunday night, I was back. Like I normally sit around 68, like whatever. Yeah. And I was like back up to 68 and I was like, I put on 11 kilos. <laughs> you know, like and it was so like, yeah. and I never cared about scales, but I was like, oh fuck. Like I was like, I'm an elephant, you know, like I just... And of course, I was water depleted, food depleted, like taking, like flushing things out, like yeah. you know, like your body's like, thank God, and your mind's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was really hard. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyways, what help, what helped you get out of that mindset back into the you know I want to look after myself mindset? To be honest, it took it took a few weeks of me just going. I don't feel like training. So I'm not going to try. Like, kind of yeah. being, like, the intuitive and being, like, I want to eat this. So I, I was pretty, like, easily got back into food. I went pretty crazy like that because I like, hadn't had anything, like, yeah. naughty, right, for a while. So I went, like, pretty ham uh, on that. And yeah. then, um, like, but I just didn't try to train for two or three weeks. And then I actually ended up going home, like, out of the blue. So yeah. I went home and I just, like, walked my parents on the desert. So we, like, walked every day. Like, my dad and I played uh, pickleball and golf and and I was like I was like you know I'll just get back to it that was like probably the best thing for me because like even though they eat terribly I was just like look I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to do something movement every day and yeah. then like when I get back I'll just get back into it like you know like that's like things happen shit happens yeah. you can't like I was like it took me a while to really be like just don't stress it's all good like but then when you're not stressing then you're starting to look after yourself again you're not correct. having that response and then you can allow yeah. yourself and I think there's nothing wrong with taking three weeks off training. There's Definitely nothing not. wrong with eating shitty for two weeks. Like, no. if it's going to get you back to a mindset <laughs> and a position where you're looking after yourself. Yeah. But it just takes time, right? And, yeah. And I'm sure, like, you're probably enlisting the help of the people around you, whether it be on, you know, the people you follow on Instagram or yeah. the things you read to actually help you get back there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. If you could, I guess, nail down your life health fitness philosophy oh God. in like two three sentences what would it be <laughs> um i'll give it to you in like one sentence hit me well it's not my whole philosophy my philosophy around food eat like you give a damn about yourself good it's like one of my favorite i think i'm pretty sure i stole it from someone I don't uh, that's that. right. but i just think it's like it's such a form of self-respect and um yeah i think if food becomes such a like a crutch and I get it's so emotional like, people are so emotionally tied to food like yeah. when I see other people it's like talking about religion sometimes <laughs> people like like what do you mean like I shouldn't have this I'm like look like like uh, this is where yeah, you want to be it's a hard like, conversation to have with a lot of people it is it's very difficult and you know like people get attached and it's because like you know there's um, sensories attached to it like smell and memory and it reminds yeah. them of XYZ and you're taking that away it's a comfort yeah. thing so yeah. um you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard for people. It's hard for myself. It's hard for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like, if it's hard, let's like enlist <laughs> the help of people around us and Correct. and actually talk to people about it because so many people won't talk about it. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the most frustrating thing because we know we all struggle with food. We know we all struggle with training. We know we all struggle yeah. with motivation and discipline. Like everyone is aware of, I guess, the stuff they struggle with, but they don't 
ask for help. Well, I think that's why it's good, like, like you have your gym and, like, what we're trying to do, like, community-wise, like, to share those stories. Yeah. Like, I think they can get almost, like, you almost feel, like, ashamed of feeling the way you feel. Or, like, if you have something bad, yeah. like... You know, I remember, like, that last week I went after I went for a show. I was, like, order Uber Eats and, like, eat it by myself and, like, hide the bag before my partner got home. You know what I mean? Because I was, like, I'm a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing? But, um, you know, like, everyone's been there. Like, it's not just you. It's yeah. not just me. It's, like, we've all had shit weeks. We've all had bad things. We've all done, well, I don't say bad things, but, you know, like, done things that maybe aren't yeah. conducive to our goals or what we want to be or achieve. Definitely. And that's life, and that's everyone, though. But that's okay, because then if you, you know, like, if you fall down one day and fuck up, that's okay. The next day, just make sure you do the right thing. Yeah. And if you fall down that day, it doesn't matter. 100%. Next day, like, if we get into that that vicious cycle of fucking up, feeling shit about fucking up, then we fuck up again. Yeah. It's just repeat, repeat, repeat. Like, I've found myself, I found, I started writing, like, just a couple little, like, posts, either in our Virtus group or mm. on, on our Facebook. Yeah. And I'm just, like, I'll write something that I'm struggling with and yes everyone's like like I get messages and stuff it's like thank you for writing that or you know like this one really hit home and stuff and I'm just like if and this goes for I guess all the coaches out there and all the people that do work with other people if you talk about the shit you're struggling with most of the people around you will buy into it and will understand it because they're struggling with the same stuff I was literally just gonna say that because I was like it's so much better like when people are struggling and you can like share that experience with yeah. them like look I get that I was there I did that like I totally feel your pain or whatever you know like yeah. again going back to like being on the same level as people like yeah. nothing connects you more than that you know exactly. compassion so yeah. but yeah. don't just bitch about it because it's an issue like <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, yeah, yeah. identify well, what are the things that can help help me improve it so like for example like my big struggle at the moment and like I think we've always all got a struggle so we like yeah. we call it like a block what's your block at the moment yeah. my block's my sleep right like like I'm I'm in a I'm in a massive like exciting crazy cool part of the uh, yeah. the year I guess or like yeah, yeah, yeah. where we're at as a business where like it's all about growth it's all about where we want to be yeah and you know so from 6am to 8pm every day we're all, we're all pumping and thinking and thinking about where we want to be so you get yeah. home and then you've got to do all the other stuff that you talked yeah, about yeah 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 and it's just like shit well, what can I do to start allowing myself to to relax a little bit more during the day so that I can actually get to sleep at night. So I want to get to sleep at night. Yeah. Like, because I get, you know, I'm you a night. It's on a mate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get me one. <laughs> it's on the list. It's yeah. on the list for our next verse when we get bigger. When we got room for it. Sorry? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I, like, I've got to figure out, well, what are the things that will remind me when I get home that I need to go to sleep and I'm not going to just sit there and read yeah. or, or watch TV or, yeah, or something definitely. like that. And, like, that's something I'm struggling with. So, obviously, the majority or, like, a big chunk of my clientele or the Virtus family, the people around us, and I'm sure your clients as well, yeah. that's what they're going to be struggling with. So, why don't we talk about it? Well, sleep's a tough one as well because it's, like, you get the FOMO, the fear of missing out, and people want to do things, which is, like, I'm, I go to bed at, like, I'm in bed, phone, airplane mode, but, like, 7.30 at the moment. I don't know how you do that. I'm well, not, I don't I'm have We're not open yet. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. But like you know, like enjoy I, it while it lasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's something like even like airplane. I've been airplane on my phone now for probably like six months. Like I just do it from seven thirty, and like all my clients know, or if they message me, they'll find out the next day. Like yeah. I'll obviously I'm not on, but um, that's been like a huge thing for me because you just like you have to you have, like you're just constantly thinking and be like oh the, this person the situation and Definitely. your own business and yeah. is this gonna come is that gonna come <laughs> like <laughs> what are these what are these and then when you allow yourself to switch off and not think about that stuff like. Yeah, life's good. Like life's always good. Yeah, well that's it. Re- reading's <laughs> been my my one for that. Oh, awesome! And I turned off all notifications on my phone. So good. Like, and actually yesterday, I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast. 
black and white. So I changed my phone to I, I changed my phone to grayscale for all those guys that are listening oh, and can't actually amazing. see it. So you can you can change the the actual like no, so there's no color on your phone. So like obviously we look at our phone and we see the bright blue of Facebook yeah. or the I can't remember what color Instagram is like now like orange and purple or something and we see that and yeah. like your brain just goes oh pretty stuff. So I you so you go yeah you that. so. For those that are listening, just jump on Google and Google your phone and like whatever um, one it is and Google grayscale and you can change it to grayscale. It's been like two days and I reckon my social media use would have dropped by 20% already. That's so good. And like it's just a little thing, but it's... I'm not checking my phone as much at night. Um, you know, I'm not checking yeah, my phone as much yeah. during the day because, well, I can't see any pretty pictures. So, yeah, so if yeah. I want to go on Facebook, and I don't actually have a Facebook feed on my laptop because I've got another awesome. program that gets rid of that. Yeah. So, like, I can't look at pretty Facebook pictures anymore, which cool. is stopping me from, you know, spending yeah, hours yeah, on it. Time. But it's just those little things it's that we can sucker. all... Yeah, soul sucker. <laughs> yeah, soul sucker. Yeah. I think it's we, so easy, though. We can use it for good, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. But it's such, it's such an easy rabbit hole to go down and like get lost in. Like when yeah. I was the last week before my photo shoots, I was like uh, like a mole on the couch, and I would <laughs> get lost in like peanut butter porn. You know, like <laughs> down Instagram, I was like, Ugh. but I keep all I say I keep all my notifications off because I just or else you just think it, like it's just always going off and it's always yes. a reminder. <laughs> dopamine, dopamine. You know, it's a hit. Yeah. But um, that's a good idea, the Grace Go. I'll uh. I'll keep you guys posted as the house going. <laughs> I think I, I think I'll, I think I'll keep it on for a little while. Yeah, do it. You mentioned a couple of, like mentors before. You didn't mention mm. my name, but who have been your big mentors, and what have the been yeah, what have been the big things you've learned from them? So my biggest mentor, like going into like learning about health and wellness, was Dave O'Brien from Fulfillment. Awesome. So I was at Fulfillment for about two and a bit years, and he was like, like, um, just like changed my whole view around health and wellness and like really fueled my passion awesome. for it um because like of his backstory like he had an issue with his health and that's how he got into it and like yeah you know i just like fed off that and um, so he you know invested heaps of time with me during the week like learning about bloods and just everything across the board and like trained me and like really taught me how to like properly like train people and you know like put me in just different courses and stuff like that so that was amazing um and then when I left there, I basically, like, I do so much. I'm such a nerd. Like, I love Ben Greenfield and Stevenson and Dave. Well, I don't love Dave Asprey, but he's pretty smart. So listen to his stuff. Like, all these people, like, I'm constantly listening to audiobooks, podcasts. Like, I have, I have like, an addiction to buying books. Like, I have so many books. And I always, like, <laughs> I get through them, but I, they just, I have piles around our house, right? Yeah. Of just books oh, on man. everything. You're speaking to me on a spiritual level, right? Oh, man. It's on, like... <laughs> my bedside tale I think I've got like seven or eight so and most of them to be honest like this is gonna be bad like it's not bad but I I don't like listen or read anything that's not like gonna help me in what I do why is that bad well cause like people are like oh you know you should read well, what do you do right you help people yeah, you yeah, help yeah, other people so. I don't read any like I mean I, I love Harry Potter I've read all this but I don't write <laughs> I don't read any like I'm exactly fiction. the same like all my books are all I guess personal development or development of some sort or business development or yeah. you know the autobiography of someone that I look up to sure definitely so I don't think you necessarily have to go go your uh, you know imagination books and things like that like I, know, I always feel a bit I'm just like yeah I, I just like, want to cram yeah. all the bits in my brain <laughs> yeah I like stories that have a like a deeper meaning to them yeah for sure um, 
like hearing how someone came up from yeah. to where they are to where they went or whatever and like understanding their story and why they do what they do like that's awesome like yeah. usually it's a pretty cool winding have you read The Alchemist I haven't yet but yeah. it's on my list yeah so like yeah. for me that's like the simplest like it's just a story but it's all about getting from where you are now to where you want to be yeah and you know I think it's you don't have to have a big giant book with all of these different life hacks in it. Yeah, you just yeah. follow a basic story and do the things you love doing and you get this, yeah. It, for me, it's such a simple simple message. Cool. Um, just to, well, if you want something, keep at it. Otherwise, like if you stop, then you won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, easy. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost is. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, like we may mistake simplicity for ease sometimes. Like we want something to be simple and easy but yeah. all the simple stuff's usually really hard because it's just well, repetition how comfortable we are in life today mm. full stop you know what I mean definitely what, what's have been some of the courses that you've done that you feel as though you've got the most benefit from so the first course I did in Melbourne after like I had to do my cert 3 and 4 because I didn't accept my American uh, certifications yeah uh, so you got the wonders of an Australian cert 3 yeah, and 4 yeah yeah amazing um it's not. Uh, but I did the first course I did was FMA. Awesome. Um, with John Sharp and, awesome. and Mark Buckley, and it just like every it just made so much sense. Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've like I've done one, two, three like numerous times. Like I was like a volunteer and stuff like. But that force, like just learning about, you know, like why people break down and where and how to. I was just like, oh my god, like so simple. It was yeah. just so simple. Yeah, I love the boy. I love the boys simplify it. It's just it's, it's amazing. It's a really really good like and for all the. Um, all the coaches out there that are listening and haven't done FMA it's I would recommend it it's it's outstanding it's um, awesome it just makes it so easy to understand and like yeah for me like I said it just made everything click and I was like this is awesome yeah. uh, so that was like so I've done um, one, two, three of those I think they're changing it now but I've done yeah. those numerous times um, and I love like I love Buckley he's real smart he's such a cool dude I wish he was in Australia but um so that was a big one. I've done I've done some polygon courses. So I did like PSCP yeah. uh, and I did um, biosignature as well, which is good. Like um, I, I, cause I do a lot of caliper testing. Not that I think that it's super, like I have a lot of validity, but it's a good measurement, you know, because I say, yeah. oh, if you, this... Do this, if you do it the same way every time, then you're going exactly. to see the changes. For sure. And people go, oh, this, you know, your calf is your sleep. And, this, and look, I have seen some correlations with some things. And some make, like, obviously, if you're not eating well, your love handles are going to go up. Duh. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like that, those are really good. I've done, uh, like a few different, like short courses here and there, but most of it has been like, I did like a blood chemistry course that was life changing and my FCN course that I did. Um, and just, that was like, basically it's like stress is the king, right? Which is like, you know, I I think we all got a bucket and, you know, people just recognize the stress being all like an emotional thing, but like. Are you eating stressful foods? Are you angry at traffic? Are you angry at your kids? Yeah. Are you in a stressful job? Like, you know, there's so many other yeah. components. And we don't differentiate between the different types no, of stress. No, your body doesn't. Yeah. Your body's like, oh, like, it's all the same. And to be honest, the one, the first book I ever read that, like, also kind of clicked was Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. Have you read that? No. It's, it's like, the most easy, simplifying. It's by Robert Sapowski. I think that's how he says last time. Um, and it just, like, how stress, like like just messes up your body causes chronic disease all these issues like cascade effect right so you know like and it, it's so simple because like and i think it like pillars of health like you talk about food and movement and stress management and sleep and you know, toxic whatever but if you get like if you can kind of like hit like those at like a pretty like 
75% level, yeah. like everything in your body is going to like sort itself out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've got a pretty amazing machine that we're dealing with. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, we know what we're doing. Like we were like, I want to write a book and someone's going to see this. I'm sure because I keep saying this, but I want to write a book that says like, it's like titled like health from the inside out. It's all the same shit because, you know, I come, people come to me and they have cool. diagnosis of X, Y, Z or autoimmune conditions or cancer or whatever. And it's like, it's literally majority of the time. It's the same thing. It's like, what are you putting in your body? Like, how are you sleeping? How are you managing yeah. stress? Like, how are you managing your toxic load? Do you use shitty products? That's like, a great title for a book. Right? Because yeah. it really is. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, it's all the same stuff, like, pretty much. Like, generally. You know? Generally. So, yeah. yeah, you can't control. But if you're doing kind of the majority of the big things right, like, then yeah. your body's going to be like, okay, well, we can handle a bit more stress in life and mm-hmm. kid stress yeah, and rain. Yeah, exactly. And if, <laughs> if, if you only go hard at work for a month, like... Like, yeah. But, yeah, but you've got to be filling your bucket or filling your cup Correct. as you go because you know, it only lasts and you get away with it for a while. And like when you're, you know, in your twenties and thirties, you can get away with it. Can get away, yes. But that's, it'll pay you back later on. Well, that's what I think to be honest, like my injury, like I was pretty stressed at work. I was training really hard. Like my body, you're either going to get a disease or an injury. My body was like, take a seat. Something always breaks. Yeah. Up. And then even the second one, like, cause I, like that first month I was like, yeah, it's reading. And then like, it took my, my actual mentor and boss to say to me, uh, Hey, have you like, like wound down? Have you taken a nap? Have you meditated? I was like, nah, just been reading. <laughs> He's like, you need to just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So then that's when I started chilling out and I was like, oh yeah. Everyone who knows me will tell me that I need to do that at the moment. Yeah. But we're getting there. Well, I'm learning. Just don't injure yourself or get a disease. <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah. And I, I'm like, being in the position we're in, you understand that things don't happen by accident. Like, no. Yes, some impact injuries may happen by accident, but if you're, if you're looking after yourself, then, you know, things like, you know, Achilles ruptures and, and hamstring injuries and well, soft tissue stuff doesn't really happen by accident. Not even just that, like... It blows my mind when people go, oh, like, I've got cancer. Like, I don't know how I got this. It is so scientific. Your body has been breaking down for the last 30 years. Now this is how it's proliferating, right? So, like, people say, oh, I'm, I'm genetically disposed to having thyroid issues because my mom has it and I have it and, the, yeah. and my aunt has it. I'm like, that just means it's your weak link, right? Yeah. So, if you treat your body like shit, like, that's where you're going to break down, where I might break down in my Achilles because my Achilles, obviously, like, yeah. which I found out I have genetically small Achilles, so that's where I broke down. Yeah. You know, like... But it's you damaging your body for whatever reason that is the reason. Yeah, like, it's you know. not a death sentence, right? It's, no. it's not a, this is, well, this is the way it has to be. Like, right. if you're predisposed to something, it doesn't mean you've got it. It just yeah. means that if you don't do the right things and look after yourself the right way, then you might end up with it. Exactly. Well, and like, but like science, right? Like, like I have a, my dad had um, prostate cancer six years ago. He's fine now. But I like sat down with him recently when I was home and I was like, my God, I'm like, because he used to be a boilermaker and work in, like, plants. So I'm like, well, you probably got this, well, A, you eat terribly. But I was like, from working in plants and yeah. fumes and, you know, back, like, 30 years ago, like, they didn't use, like, proper... They were just winging it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it was your private body being like, okay, enough toxins, not enough rooting it out, you know? Like, there's, yeah. it was a slow process. You just don't get cancer overnight. You just don't get tumors overnight. Like, it takes yeah. a while. Whoops, I accidentally got cancer. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I caught it. Oh, don't, no. don't think it happens that way. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. All right, I got a bunch of questions for you. Oh, okay. And I want you to be as succinct or as long winded as you as you want. A uh, what? As be as quick with your as short with <laughs> oh, your okay, answer okay. or talk forever. <laughs> okay. First one. Have you had a defining moment? Um Wow. Have I had a defining moment? Um Yes. So when I 
Um, I think, as I told you, I was married when I came to Australia, to mm-hmm. an Australian. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was probably not right for about a year, um, but I really wanted to stay, but didn't know what to do because I didn't have any friends really yet, and okay. it was very scary. It sucked. I was probably like, I was like 23. Um, uh, so when I decided to end things, I basically had to move up, pack my stuff, and left, and like didn't know where I was going. That's heavy. Yeah, it was pretty um, intense. I mean, I'm pretty lucky. Like, I had a, like a like I worked at a cafe, and this lady was like, "Oh, my daughter's away. Do I want to use my car for six months?" And I was like, "You know." And then yeah, and then I got awesome. this, yeah, and then I got this job at this wellness gym, like just like out of the blue, like all these things started falling in place. But like, I basically lived in like a, a studio shack um, by myself, like eating rice packets for you know, like yeah. it was like so, so scary. Struggle for a while. Yeah, it was a struggle, yeah. but like. So that leaving, like driving away and then like dealing with that for a few months and then getting on my feet and that was a whole kind of whole uh, educational lesson, life lesson, which I'm yeah. so grateful for. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I think I'm pretty resilient. Um, but yeah, that was definitely like, it was scary. And I think part of it as well is like, I, I never believed in divorce. Uh, just like, I don't know, I was like, oh, people can work it out. Like, it's great. And then I was in a situation and I just like realized we were two separate people. Yeah. And it, you know, I didn't want to, Everything else was great except for that, and I was like, "Well, it's yeah, just not right." Everything runs a cor- run, or runs its course eventually, and if if it's not right, it's not right. But you've got to be yeah open and, and honest and I waited yourself. for a year, right? Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, I was like, kind of was like, oh, and I talked to my parents about, it, and they're like, "Oh, I just," and they were really supportive. They're like, "You can come home, you can this and that." And I was like, "I'll just like kind of wait it out and try talking about it, try and go and do counselors, try marriage counseling, yeah. all that stuff," and it just like didn't work and so then when I left you know like he was begging me not to I was like like yeah. it was scary but you had to make the right decision and you're both probably in a better place oh so much like I'm so grateful like I, you know without him I probably wouldn't have stayed here in Australia or like been here for the year and stuff so yeah yeah like yeah that was very defining like <laughs> for me it's good do you, do you know any good fun facts fun facts oh I'm probably not talking um fun fact do you know that cactuses are endangered species Cacti, genuinely, in all of them. Or uh, some of them? I think like maybe just in the states. So okay. like in Arizona, my parents live in Arizona. It's because parents live in Arizona, and you can't just like go out to the desert and like like grab a cactus and put it in your yard. <laughs> really? You can't no, because they yeah. they're endangered. So they tag them all like animals. Um, but if something falls off, you can like because it's like a pineapple. You know, you know, the roots are in the top, and so then you put it in the pot and it grows. Yeah. So yeah. So um, and they only grow an inch a year. So that's how you know how old it is. I don't know why. I just that's cool. Cactuses. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. This week on Cactus Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. What advice would you give 15-year-old version of yourself? Oh, um, I would tell myself, well, like, I love the quote, um, in 10 years from now, will it really matter? Because I was thinking, like, I think, like, like, this is very generalized and I might get some shit for this, but, like, as females, like, we're so emotionally retarded until about... Agreed. <laughs> until about 28. But, you know, just, like, not knowing what we want and, like, like, like you know, I just remember, like... Um, really like judging myself or like thinking people were judging me or like I just was like so I always had a boyfriend like I needed that like uh reassurance like yeah. I just didn't have any self-love kind of stuff you know which I'm sure everyone kind of hates themselves and a lot of girls go through mm-hmm. like now with like social media and like all that shit that we say yeah. it's tough but I like I really wish like I would have like just done myself like just done me you know like and not yeah. really but from a mindset thing like it's that's you just needing to remind yourself but you have the emotional maturity now to be able to do that yeah, I think def- well de- now I'm 30 now I'm old um, not that old not that old but um, you know I just think like we just like we don't really know ourselves and like yeah. just be like it's all good. like it's not the end of the world like you just yeah. make big deals out of situations that 
like don't really matter right like and one thing I've also learned like with like my partner is very like low emotional and like chill and like I always tell him he can like trudge through shit because like <laughs> he can be like the world could be collapsing he's just like laser focused like That's doesn't awesome. even break a sweat he's stressed but like he's really good at just like head down eyes forward right yeah. and I just like I've taken so much from him because he's just like really good at that where like originally when we got together I'd be like, <laughs> like, you know, like cry like I was I was injured like and he'd just be like well like you know, what, can, what can we do about it? Like, it'll be all right. Like, it'll be okay. Like, yeah. things will be all right. Things are going to work out. I'm God, like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, it's going to be okay. And, like, does this really matter? Like, that's a big thing I ask when I'm like, okay, like, if someone, I used to get really upset. Well, it still kind of annoys me, but, like, um, timeliness. Like, I hate being like, I'd yeah. rather not go to something because it stresses me out. Yeah. But, like, now people, like, show up later or whatever, it, like, it used to really piss me off. And I still think it's <laughs> kind of rude. But I'm just like, I'm like, does this really matter? Like, yeah. is it worth, like, getting upset, like ruining my cortisol levels, you know, well, all that's that exactly stuff. It. But there's so many different ways we can react to it. Like we can get sure. shitty and go, oh, they obviously don't care about us, but they might've had something else going on that we don't know about it. But exactly. from their point of view, they've got to be like, you know, rather than, I hate this, like, I'm sorry I'm late. It's like, thanks, give, go the thanks for waiting for me because yeah, you're yeah, actually, sure. you know, you're actually showing people that you care that they, they about the time. Yeah, definitely. On the girls being crazy, <laughs> Crazy piles of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one of, the, one of the girls at the gym. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast a couple of times, but one of the girls who works for Virtus has been banging on about this audio book for maybe six months. Oh, it's, called, it's called Understanding Women. Oh. I think it's Alison Armstrong. Okay. Possibly. Um, yeah. Finally listened to it, and it is exceptional. It just it, it sh- talks about the difference between men and women, basically. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. girls aren't just a slightly more feminine version of us. No. It's, different species right oh, and we deal with everything in so, such different ways and it's i probably need to listen to it again because i'm yeah being an audiobook i tend to zone out sometimes yeah, yeah definitely it's something that yeah i would recommend everyone listen to because well, girls and guys you know, if you want your world rock listen to the the guy who wrote the men are from mars one are from venus and yep. he's got a second book i can't remember what it's called but it's like all about relationships and like to the point of hormonally being like if you want your girlfriend to be happy for the next month on day three after her period you need to be really nice to her like <laughs> like so from a science yeah, level though being like her pheromones are doing this so if you act this way she'll be better like yeah. it's really like whoa like, yeah. like but it's true like we're but it's important we're just as important for i think girls to understand that as guys because like 100%. if you're reacting a certain way and like like i'm sure it'd be the same thing with guys but if you're reacting mm-hmm. a certain way and you understand why you're doing that then yeah. like you're going to be okay with it. But Definitely. if you don't understand why and you just think, oh, shit, I'm a mess. Like, I've got this stuff yeah, going on. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you're really, really going to struggle. Well, I think that's like, so I've been doing a lot of like, listening to a lot of self-development books and like, you are a badass by Jensen Chair. was like, changed my whole life. <laughs> you know, like the, the stories we tell ourselves in our heads. Mm. Um, and it's really like, brought in light to like, why, why I personally may do some of the things that I do yeah. and why I react to things and like, even in like, relationships like, I, you know, I can remember like doing the girl thing where my partner would say something and I would take it the completely wrong way. And then he would call me out on it. And he'd be like, I didn't say this. I said this. And you took this one. And I was like, it took me not very long, like a few times, like two times, three times maybe to just be like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it, I needed someone to tell me that. I think most people like either don't say anything or just like fight back and get emotional. I think it's yeah. easy to do that. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I would definitely suggest doing some reflection, thinking about your actions. Yeah, so stuff stuck in in the patterns that you're kind of used to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Like, I think that ability to kind of look down on the conversation you're having or the reaction that you have Mm. rather than just being in it, being able to look down on it and go, did I make the right decision? Did I do the right thing? If not, 
learn from it. Like it's well, just, and why does this person feel the way, you know, why are we fighting? Like, why do they yeah. think it's like this? Yeah. Or usually yeah. it's just a breakdown in communication. It's not that you want different things or that things aren't going to be okay. Like it's just a breakdown in your ability to communicate because we all communicate slightly sure. differently. Definitely. Good answer. If <laughs> money wasn't an issue and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? Um, I would, to be honest, I would probably like go somewhere. I want to, I don't know where, but live somewhere where I want to build a big like biohacking <laughs> house in the middle of nowhere, no Wi-Fi, like, like a salt room, a sauna, like a cold, like all the cool things. Right. Yeah. And then just like, you know, I probably have like, like maybe the beach on one side, like desert on the other and like mountains. And I just wanted to be like full primal. Like, like that's that. what I was you. That's maybe cool. travel first a little bit, like go around. Here. <laughs> yeah. But then like, just like invest all my, like that's our goal anyways, is to do something like that. But you yeah. know, just have this like sweet place. Like that's what I love doing. Right. I love that's being cool. up. I still want to like maybe help. I still want to help probably in some way. Like maybe I'd like, right an ebook or something, but <laughs> you know, like I probably, you know, cause I'm going to be living in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that answer. I would go there. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it is like, oh, my, if my parents ever come over, I'd get them real healthy because like they, we'd only have healthy food. <laughs> they'd, ha- they'd have to get healthy. Yeah. Definitely. Right? If you could be remembered in one sentence, what would it be? Oh, God. Um, in one sentence. Yeah. Um, uh, Jess really gave a shit about me. That's what the, that's that's cool. the sentence to be. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. What is success to you? Um, success is, you know, being able to do what you love every day, um, living optimally and surviving on that, like money wise, you know, cause I think money kind of gets a weird, like, Oh my God, money, that's but you need money to survive. So that's, that's what success is to me. Play on. What's wrong with that? What are you most proud of? Um, what I'm most proud of probably, it's probably my whole time staying here in Australia. So um, from like leaving my husband, um, to changing visas, to almost going to the country, to this new gym sponsoring me, to leaving them, to again, I was getting kicked out of the country, yeah. to my partner now and I being on visa, like, it's a long story made for another podcast, but it's, yeah. it's pretty depth and it's, it was very ups and downs, stressful of, am I, I want to be here. I'm doing what I love. Like, how do I stay here and continue doing what I love? Um, and so through that whole job, I'm, I'm pretty proud of how we came, how I came out of it and how like we as a male partner, but, um, have kind of like persevered. It would have been easy to go home and move in with mom and dad yeah. and given up. And yeah. I mean, I can do, we can do what we love kind of anywhere, yeah. but yeah. Um, but then now you're able to look back on it and say that all that, all that struggle made you who you are effectively. Correct. Definitely. So yeah. So I've, I've handled some shit, which is good. Um, yeah. but it's only, you know, made me a little bit tougher. Learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Good, like that. Sit so on like the back half of that question. What are you most ashamed of? Oh, what I'm most ashamed of. Um, back half. Uh, that's a tough. That's a. I'm actually listening to all these books on shame at the moment. So cool. by Brené Brown. Yeah. So yeah. like, I just finished Braving the Wilderness and awesome. Power of Vulnerability. So I haven't uh, listened to any of the books yet, but I've um, watched all the TED Talks and I listened to the a bunch power. of her videos. Oh, the Power of Vulnerability, I listened to it in like three days. Like I, I put it on when I was training, like I couldn't stop listening because I was just like, oh my God. Um, I think I'm most ashamed. So, okay, yeah, I got a good story. So when I was in 
um, college. So the reason I stopped drinking, uh, like I only drink like maybe once a year now, but the reason I stopped drinking is, um, at university, I was just like in a very, very dark place. Like, um, yeah, like had ruined things with my boyfriend. Like just, I wasn't going to school. Like I was just like in a very bad mental state and living at my grandparents and just like being a bum. Um, and one night we went out, had some drinks, um, my so my ex-husband slash boyfriend at the time uh got real got pretty wasted i started throwing some swings at him which is very out of character for me um but then like the cops came took me home they didn't arrest me anything which is good but i went in and i actually like found some pills on the table and like took what i was like this this is shit right like lowest point in my life so i took a bunch of pills um i think it was like ibuprofen something like too crazy but like a whole bottle worth um and luckily my um, boyfriend's son came home and found me and called the ambulance and took me. That's crazy. Yeah, it took me to the hospital and I woke up with my dad like next to my bed and my parents like. I'm gonna film my eyes here. Almost. My parents actually met in AA, so like we never had like alcohol on the house. Like they're always like cool. Yeah. They're like, you want to do it? Like tell us. Like we'll get some for you. Like all something. It was always open, but like I was an athlete, so I never drank capes until I really went to college. Yeah. As soon as I I woke up and like my dad was in bed and he was just like, I love you so much. You know, it was the first thing out of his mouth and I was like, I was like, I'm, you know, and I was like hating myself and my stomach pumped and it was like, it was pretty tough. Um, and coming back from that, like obviously like, like I got help. I saw people like, I went to AA meetings. I didn't think I had a problem drinking, but I was like, you know, I just wanted to, I don't know, be around other people who understood and yeah, like it definitely brought my dad and I really, like really, really close, but that was probably like, the lowest one of my like what am I doing it shows a lot about your character I think the way you responded to it though like, <laughs> like having that like going to the meetings and, and, mm. and putting yourself in positions where, like with people who understand like yeah you didn't suffer alone after afterwards which yeah. a lot of people could have oh definitely yeah and I'm, I'm like I'm super lucky like my dad could have been so angry at me or this and that and he was just like, he was like he's like I love you so much he's like like what like what can I like what did I do what can I do to help yeah. like you know and yeah so that was um because I'm really close to my parents so that was like really tough um and I was like pretty like stayed pretty like kind of like embarrassed and ashamed uh for like a while because like it was cool it was a small town so people kind of found out and I was yeah. like god I'm the worst but yeah I don't know I don't know like I don't know what point I got through it but I just kind of kept going to like speak to people and yeah that's know. a process, right? Like, it's, yeah. you're not going to be better overnight. Like, it's going to take time and you're going to have days when you're not feeling True. great. Yeah. Well, I was just like, look, like, you know, that's when I was like, all right, I was like, I don't ever want to lose control. And, you know, like, and so now, like I said, I only drink maybe like once or twice a year, I drink on my birthday. Like, yeah. you know, I just, and it's like partially because of health now and it's expensive here in Australia and I don't <laughs> feel good when I do it. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that was like a real, real turning point. So I don't think I drank for like four years because I was like, oh, I don't trust myself. I don't know what'll happen. Yeah. Like I'm not an aggressive person. Like, so. Yeah. But you learn yeah. from it. And yes. Here we yes. Are. <laughs> good. If you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be and why? Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Um, probably invite, oh, this is such a tough question. Um, I would probably invite like... Shannon Tatum just for the looks. That's my, my vanity truth. I don't think that's the first time he's been an answer. <laughs> that is the first time. I don't think it is. Oh, well, he's pretty good looking, yeah. to be fair. Um, probably Shannon Tatum. And then um, maybe like, oh, 
who is really I I write um oh my god I'm kidding his name I was gonna say Ted Bundy but that's not that I want <laughs> the name that I want um uh, Obama I probably don't know Obama I'm sure that's not the first time he's been awesome. he just seems cool to yeah. hang out with I'd be like uh, It'd be a and, very interesting conversation yeah like he'd just be probably so proper it'd be awesome uh, and then Tony Dungy so I don't know if he's a he's a uh, ex football coach so um he talks like I've been reading a lot about habits and building habits and stuff um and I've read some of his books he's got really cool stories if you want to read autobiographies um anyways he he just like talks about um like his philosophy around coaching and like life was like you know if you do the small things right every day they become excellent right you don't have to do excellent things all the time or whatever if that makes sense so um, and his philosophy of football was like, let's just make the small things work awesomely, and then you don't have to throw Hail, Mar- Hail Marys at the end of the game. You've already got it. Yeah. Um, and I like so, that. yeah, so um, and he's got a really cool story about how, like, I mean, similar, I'm sure to like coaches here, like, you can get fired in the middle of the night and then not have a job, and, you know, it's like yeah. pretty stressful. Um, but he went through a few different jobs because, like, um, he talked about habit change, and guys would do really, really good until, like, maybe a stressful situation came, and then they would revert, revert back to their old yeah. ways. Um, until he got to like the, I think it was like the Browns or Pittsburgh Steelers or they hadn't won in like 50 years or something. And then they won back to back NFL Super Bowls. And so, yeah, his story is really cool. And like, I just think like he'd be cool for us to sit down and just like talk about that with and just be like, man, like, what did you, when you got far in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yeah, Like, how did you feel? So I think we'd all three, all four would get along really well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. (laughs) Next one's a Tim Ferriss question. Oh, good. What's the book that you either have given the most as a gift or that you wish that everyone would read? Um, ooh, that's a good one too. Can I pick two? Yeah, good. Okay, good. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, three? No. Um, <laughs> the, so for like the nerdy people, like the really like sciencey people, I always, always give people um, deep nutrition. That's all I talked about. Yeah. And, like, it just goes into – it's really interesting, actually. It goes into, um, like, how genes express themselves. And so, like, you know, if your grandparents ate really well, then your mom had better genes and your genes. Like, and, but it's, like, a whole family tree effect, right? So if they eat terrible and they continue terrible, like, you're just going to get worse and worse. worse. Yeah. Um, and it just talks about how to, like, basically eat to thrive as a human and how to That's have cool. the best building blocks, which I just love. But she's very sciencey and very nerdy. But she does, like – she's, like, the um, she's like the LA Lakers nutritionist. Cool. She talks about, like, she's been interviewed in a few podcasts, talks about, uh, like, Kobe Bryant and all his ankle and, like, feeding him bone broth and how he heals so much faster yeah. than other guys. Uh, and then the other one um, that I was going to say is, it's kind of a line book, but it's called The Walls Protocol. Um, so it's a little bit less sciencey, but it's about this doctor. So it's, like, a doctor, like, normal medical doctor who got MS. Yeah. She died with MS, and then, like, over a span of basically, like, seven years, she went down the whole medical route because that was, like, what she was taught and she just like went from being having her own practice to not being able to get out of bed like fully bedridden and then was like nah fuck this right started doing like just like any papers that had like herbal supplements or other things alternative and basically implemented that in her life and like completely healed herself it's crazy you know and like people like MS is like forever well then like not saying it's going to heal you for sure, yeah. but like her protocols that are now being tested with like different autoimmune conditions and Crohn's and IBS and all these other things. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's so cool. And her book, her story. So it goes basically, it's like her story, which you're like, fuck, that's amazing. Especially because she comes from that medical background yeah. and then heals herself. I mean, I think she used a bit of both, but like with the change of diet and stuff like that, she, she talks a lot about food's the biggest thing. 
at the end of the day that she talks about. So, like, there's, like, um, three different levels. You can do, like, kind of, like, the basic, which is, like, kind of paleo-esque with a little bit of grains. And there's, like, you know, no grains. And there's, like, a ketogenic kind of style, like, um, diet. But yeah. she talks about the importance. And it just makes it so simple. And, like, it's always better when you hear someone who has felt it or been there or, yeah. you know, like, been like, oh, I understand how you feel. So... Yeah, those are the two books. So the the Wall Street was good because it's kind of like a how to, like a step by step. Like that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Good books. <laughs> Last question for you. What's your favorite quote? Um, what's my favorite quote? Well, I do like the quote "Eat like you give a damn by yourself." That's one of my favorite ones. But uh, this is such a good question. Someone else asked me on the podcast, <laughs> and I like I like went away and I was like, oh my god, I could have said so many things, yeah, and I didn't. Um, probably the my favorite quote is probably like the um, genetics of the gun left up with the trigger like with clients anyways just because it makes so much sense when you actually sit and think about it you're like oh yeah just look after yourself damn it (laughs) yeah 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 so look that's my short answer good quote (laughs) thank you very much for coming on oh thanks for having me love your work how can people find you so I'm on Instagram and social media at better health with Jess awesome um, I've got a website. It's like betterhealthwithjess.weebly.com. Cool. I think. Or if you've got my Instagram, you can find it there. Um, I'm pretty active on my Instagram. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but yeah, I've got like a weekly newsletter you can sign up for. I post kind of like lots of nerdy things, recipes, exercises. Awesome. Um, yeah, you can come down to Collingwood, check out the Better Health Project when we open. Um, yeah. Love your work. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Superstar. <laughs>